While on a development retreat in Malaysia, Simo gathered many insights that led him to found SL Design, which focuses on brand strategy, production, and business development. Join me today as I interview Simo, who's particularly passionate about working with coaches, trainers, and speakers, athletes, fitness centers, nutrition and clothing brands, as well as personal trainers. Having seen the importance of branding firsthand during his career, Simo decided to dedicate his efforts towards helping businesses in the speakers and fitness space to build brand credibility, professional alignment, and to carve out a memorable persona with their target market. His firm belief in the importance of building and cultivating relationships in business has helped him to continue growing and evolving his business. Welcome back to the Pursuing Profit with Principles podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us today. You'll have to forgive me for my giggles. Sim and I are having such a great time off camera <laughs> or off recording. <laughs> oh, goodness. I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Simone Legois, who is a branding expert. And we're thrilled to have him on the show today because he has so much knowledge and expertise to, to share with you. So welcome, Sim. Glad to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you for putting so much effort into getting my name right. Thank you very much. It is an honor to be in front of your crowd today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important. I've said it wrong so many times. So it's important to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Sim, would you take a few moments and just share with us a bit about your journey to getting where you are now and doing what you do now? Absolutely. And with pleasure. Um, <laughs> many people may not guess, but uh, I am Portuguese by origin. And um, <laughs> that's where I started. I, uh, I have a background in graphic design. So um, when I decided to begin upgrading my life, I, um, I was already well into my, my journey. I had something like uh, eight, nine, 10 years of experience in that field. And um, I realized at some point I wanted to, to start working with even more interesting people uh, at a global scale. And um, <laughs> I started applying for international positions and was fortunate enough to have attracted the attention of um, is it okay to say say names? Sure. <laughs> yeah, Vistaprint. <laughs> and uh, I went to work uh, for Vistaprint in Barcelona um, in their uh, European office. They were they were fairly recent to Europe. They were setting up their business unit in Barcelona and creating their um, their marketing department. And it was sort of a a corporate startup. So it was a really interesting process because. It really was an upgrade in, in every sense of the word, as far as client types, as far as experiences, as far as uh, learning how many cultures can fit in the same environment and gel well. Um, it was a, an interesting process of recruitment and selection. I have to, um, to, to be very grateful for the whole thing because it just opened my ways, opened my eyes to the ways of the world. And, uh, and that, <clears throat> that experience turned out to be very enriching. Um, we did really well 
and in uh, setting up that uh, Barcelona chapter, <laughs> the creative team did an amazing job. We were six people at the start. By the time that I left, five and a half years later, um, we were forty-six just on the creative side alone. Holy so cow! The whole, yes, <laughs> the, truly, well and truly, and um, yeah, the, the the business side of it went extremely well. The personal side of it went extremely well, but. Um, being animals of habit that we are at some point cycles run their their gamut and I started asking you questions what's the next step for me what uh, what what does the future hold for me could I be interested in, in having my own business am I the type of person that could have uh, their own business because I've always been the nine to five type not very entrepreneurial in kind but I started seeing with that amount of talent and um, incredible minds. I really did work alongside uh, world-class talent, talking about some serious names that uh, went on to create their own their own companies. Um, I started realizing it was a sort of a, a thing to go and uh, and keep the journey elsewhere. Uh, nevertheless, I, I had my my doubts, my questions. And um, and I realized that uh, I was I was willing to at least give it a shot because I had this project in the back of my mind. It was a, a T-shirt project, and I thought it was very funny. I had a really good time with it, and it was a, a latent, dormant idea. Um, and that's on the professional side. On the personal side, I, I was also going through some some questioning: Am I in the right place? Am, am I doing the right thing? Do, do I want to keep going? Because it was uh, quite quite honestly, it was very comfortable and very simple to keep doing what I was doing. Um, but one day, I took this um, this development course um, by uh, T. Harvecker, and it led me to um, ending up in Kuala Lumpur in September 2012. <laughs> and when I got there, uh, I basically was looking at a five-day structured workshop that touched upon business personal spiritual physical and um well lessons started coming in really fast <laughs> and the first day that i sat down at uh, at the the first day event i um i felt an incredible um energetic uh pull towards the other side of the room i sat down and 45 into 45 minutes into the presentation i wasn't even paying attention to the presenter i was paying attention to somebody else that was across the room so <laughs> long story short and a fairy tale after let's just say that after the five days in much internal um, resistance i came <laughs> to the conclusion that i needed to go explore this uh, this other pool which uh, <laughs> was this lady who today is my wife <laughs> and i came and checked out the waters on the other side of the world now remember i said september 2012 right in between september 2012 and june 2013 which was the time that it took for me to pack my stuff and my affairs back in barcelona and, and duck in, in melbourne we met a couple of times. I came in for a visit um, uh, a couple of months after we met in Kuala Lumpur. She came into Barcelona, and it was confirmed that uh, that was something really, really unique and special to be explored. So, <laughs> my questions have been answered. Yes, you are going to uh, move on in your journey. Yes, you are going to, to give have a stab at this having a business thing. Now. 
not everything went really, really well in, in that sense, because I didn't, I, I knew, I knew nothing about business, right? I, I knew my area of expertise. I was a really good graphic designer. I had done really well for Vistaprint. Um, and that was a tremendous um, confidence builder because I had my work consistently validated and in fact ranked um, top selling for ongoing five and a half years by 20 wow. million customers, which Wow. If you're a graphic designer, um, people will know we're not the, the most confident people and most business savvy or assured uh, individuals. And we sometimes need that validation. So it gave me the validation to think, okay, I know my stuff. I'm going to keep going. But <laughs> I was equipped with a hammer <laughs> and I was trying to hammer every nail with my hammer. <laughs> so here I am coming to Melbourne and I'm, I'm going to have this stab at uh, creating a t-shirt business. But all I knew was design. So I thought, hmm, marketing, design, that's what I do. That's what I'll do repeatedly. And, and hopefully that'll work. It didn't work. <laughs> as, you, as, as business uh, types uh, understand, you have to have some um, foundations, business development, um, you know, knowing numbers. It, it, you have to wear a number of hats. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even sure which hats I need to pick up to, uh, to put on. So, but it worked fairly well because within that limbo that, uh, that I was in throughout my initial period in, the, in Australia, uh, trying to sort my visa, my paperwork, bring my belongings from Barcelona, it was a good 22 months before all was said and done. So by the time that I had my stuff all sorted out, I had uh, realized that I don't know enough about um, this this T-shirt business development thing, and I reverted back to my area, which was graphic design, which led me to ask, what bigger game am I playing, really? Because mm-hmm. graphic design is a great tool, but a tool nevertheless. And I saw its place um, within a good marketing um, operation. Right? Mr. Print taught me many things. and. It taught me the extent of how well you can do certain things, um, product uh, development, um, retention marketing, acquisition marketing, analytics, and all of that stuff. And I realized that the game that I needed to be playing was not just be um, a digital um, monkey pixel pusher, but playing at the branding level, because that was a big part of what I knew and had expertise in. So I began associating what I was good at with my areas of passion. Mm-hmm. And personally, I had always been connected to sports, fitness, um, and the development side. I had seen and attended many uh, personal development events, um, everything from um, Tony Robbins to um, Kerwin Ray to T.R. Becker, like all the all the bigger names, I, I had been in their presence, and I mm-hmm. also had been through not so big names, and and I realized that there were certain um, certain points that I could help them better visually and uh, branding wise, and that's why I sort of created a a presence that worked for me, that allowed me to play the game with the people that I already spent much of my time and, and, um, and investment um, in, in, in developing. Mm-hmm. So that was my, my journey that basically brought me to creating SL Design and uh, 
and focusing on helping coaches and speakers develop better brands and monetize them, um, not just locally, but uh, globally, because that's another thing that I've always enjoyed was, was to um, have the ability to connect with people in different parts of the world. I speak a number of languages and it's turned out to be one of the biggest uh, gifts that my mom passed on to me was the ability to speak uh, a few languages and, and communicate in, in those channels that otherwise would have been restricted by um, the phonetic skills that you acquire. Yeah. Most people speak one, maybe two, maybe three. And I was um, I was very fortunate in wanting to have the interest in, in learning a few more. <laughs> I'm jealous of all the languages that you speak. I've always loved <laughs> languages and and could envision myself as a as a youth. I could envision myself speaking many languages and maybe I'd go to work for the government and, you know, and do this kind of stuff. And, and uh, I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> A few words in a few languages, but not enough to get me by anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. And I can understand a few words in a few languages. So I'm jealous of that. But I want to go back <laughs> and talk about a couple of things that you said. One in yeah. particular was that when you started out in when you decided to become an entrepreneur, and I think so many of our audience can relate to this, that when you started that, you weren't sure, you know, mm -hmm. you had confidence in your skill set. But how do I run a business? Yeah. And that you were wearing a lot of hats and you yeah. didn't know which hat was the right hat to wear even at times, right? And that's, you know, so many times um, when we come into this entrepreneurial world, we don't know what we don't know about running a business. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and that makes it so hard because if you don't know that you don't know it, you can't even go ask someone. You don't know who to ask and you don't know what to ask. Correct. That and so we correct. kind of flounder around for a while until those things kind of pop up in front of us somewhere, somehow something happens and we get access to, to some information. And so it's really important for everybody to, to recognize that. And one of the reasons, and I love that you work with coaches because there's a real need for coaches in in the world, and especially today with all of the people who went into business last year. Yes. <laughs> you know, we know there's a high failure rate in at least in the U.S. and I understand there is in in the in the U.K. and I don't know about Australia, but there's a high failure rate in entrepreneurial businesses that start up, and Absolutely. and yet they are the small businesses are the providers of jobs they are they contribute to the national economy the local and national economy wherever they are and yet so many of them fail so yeah. you know i love that you serve them and and i and i really want to point out that it's so important for people to have a coat because <laughs> you don't know what you don't know and that yeah. coach is ahead of you a bit they've been where you are and they can shed some light on the path and make it easier to go forward. Absolutely. I, I, I could not uh, agree any more with what you just said. And, and I can break it up in two or three points. But um, one of the points is, is, is that you're very ignorant to your ignorance. You don't, you don't really know um, mm -hmm. that there are questions to ask that you can then take those questions and go ask to the right person right. and have the right answer. Um, yeah. And it may take you a while, but a coach definitely, this is the second point, definitely is somebody who 
can guide you through that discovery uh, process of yourself. Or if you have an inkling of an idea of what it is that you don't know and you're cognizant of your um, ignorance that, in that area, then that coach can definitely accelerate your results and create exponential outcomes because you are putting the best of what you know with your skill and expertise mm -hmm. uh, under at the disposal or in, in fact merge with the expertise of that coach and it just becomes so so much better and uh and some some people just think that that they can do it by themselves which is it's like one of those entrepreneurial spirit features that could be a hindrance to uh, the, yeah. the development right yeah absolutely uh, i can do it by myself and and steve jobs did it by himself and the garage but all of these myths that are created around entrepreneurship they never consider that none of these men none of these uh, fantastic men and women uh, right. individuals um, did get there because at some point they accepted the help and in fact seeked out the help yes. of other people who are more knowledgeable in certain areas of their um, their ignorance right. and coaches are definitely a huge part of understanding what areas i am blind to Right. And uh, what questions and, and what um, what what could be my my next uh, development um, for the business and, and personally. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a good coach, you have a coach, at least <clears throat> one. Most coaches I know have more than one coach that's working with them, you know, right. because, again, you know, wherever you're at in your stage of business, there's probably something you could use some help with, some direction with. There's something you don't know that's going to make the difference in getting to your goal. Yeah, and, and I'll I'll just use the 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 most blatant example of what excellence looks like, and the name that everybody knows, Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan had at least five coaches. He had yeah. his offense coach. He has defensive coach. He's a shooting drills coach. Right. And then the team coach, and then nutrition coach. So if Michael Jordan <laughs> wanted to grow past his own uh, already excellent levels, I think we can definitely take a page from somebody who's been at the top of a world, uh, the sports world, and get a hint. Like, there's right. something in this coaching thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I want to go back to who you serve. And, and you talked a little bit about, you know, the, the benefit of uh, we talk, we get a bit about languages and, but the benefit of being able to speak languages because of the international environment that we live in today. But who's your ideal client? Who is it that you really want to work with? Can you describe mm. that person to us a little bit? Yes, uh, I can actually name that person because I've worked with that person, but it would be very similar to um, Martine Holden. She's one of, one of the coaches that worked for T.R. Becker uh, on one side. On the on the mindset coaching or the mm -hmm. training, and then on the fitness side again, the the, the two areas that I work most uh, could well look like any of the athletes that I work with at um, at the IFBB um, pro level. They are mm -hmm. people who are extremely devoted to perfecting their craft. They have enough on their plate that they can't worry about uh, creating a branded marketing presence that takes them to, uh, to uh, international stages and opens up doors for them. So I would say on the fitness side, athletes and, and, and fitness uh, brands, 
and then on the on the mindset side um it is it is a coach uh, a speaker who has a strong message wants to impact the world and that's really what um I'll call it my vehicle of brand design um, will allow to enable my purpose. That's, that's something that I want to do is, is to um, facilitate <laughs> the uh, coming of, of, of a new reality to, to all, all the world. And that, that's why I choose to work with these people who have uh, themselves the power to leverage one to many, work with them at scale. Right. That, going <laughs> back to that piece that I absolutely love, that ripple effect. Right. That is, as you as you help someone to master their world or to to do whatever it is that they do, and then they take that out and change somebody else's life and and all these impacts. I love being part of the ripple effect. It's one of the reasons that I do what I do because it gets yeah. it it just ripples on out into the world, and it's just awesome to be a part of. Absolutely that. correct. Absolutely, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So would you say this is your passion? I heard you use the word purpose a moment ago. Yeah. Purpose in life. Would you say you're fulfilling your purpose and passion at this point? Yes. 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 Nothing else <laughs> you'd rather go do right now than what you're doing. <laughs> I've I've tried looking other ways, but <laughs> uh-huh. it just keeps coming <laughs> this back. Is, this is the pool. It's <laughs> still the pool. And some days I'll have I'll have that question pop up. Are you on purpose? Is this what you're supposed to do? Um right especially on this trip on this path it's it's uh you wouldn't be having a true entrepreneurial experience if you didn't have those moments of complete <laughs> self-doubt yeah. um in 2017 I, <laughs> I almost gave up i almost threw the towel and i had um and i asked please show me i'm 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 where i need to to be i asked the universe and i i got a resounding yes a couple of times and uh one of them included almost sort of a, a miracle situation but it is the the thing that I'm still passionate about, and uh, I just don't do it. At times, don't do it well enough to make it a, an enjoyable ride. But it is the 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 path that I need to be on. Right. It's up to me to to make that experience uh, better. And again, surround myself with uh, with some coaches who can help me understand the areas where I'm not very good at. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that up, though, because. I think there may be a tendency with newer entrepreneurs that when those bumps hit or when they hit a bump in the road and they're going to be bumps, no matter how wonderful what you're doing is, there are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be moments that aren't beautiful, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And I think as a new entrepreneur, if if you've never been down this road before, you might be tempted to give up in those moments Yeah, and tempted to say, oh, this is too hard. But recognize right. that as you continually improve, as you're talking about, whether that's mindset, skill sets, having a coach, having a, a, you know, a circle of people that can lift you and help you, as you continue to improve and go down that road, then it smooths out a bit. And then you're going to hit another bump. <laughs> it's a <laughs> given. You're going to hit another bump. It's <laughs> <That is> correct. <laughs> and so we can't let those bumps derail us we need to stay focused if you're following your purpose and passion don't let those first bumps scare you off because they're going to happen but you can get through them right yeah 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 it somehow existence makes it so that at the end of the day you are going to be better off otherwise we have a name for it it's called death (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
and and that I, I love that you're constantly improving and growing too, because you know th- there is no standing still, right? There's either moving forward, going backwards, or as you say, death or dying. <laughs> there's that, there's the funny yeah, thing dying. is, we have, yeah, that's another <laughs> misconception that we have. Oh, I I could be accelerating my my growth, or I could be standing still. Well, yeah, there's no there's standing much, still. There is no standing still. No, in nature, everything is either growing or withering. So, yep, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I mean, you look at a beautiful flower, Whoops. you look at a beautiful flower and it's just gorgeous today and tomorrow it's wilting, you know, yes. it, it, it didn't stand still. It didn't, it didn't stand wait still. for the sun to come out again or the, the water yeah. to, uh, to be um, poured into the yeah. ground. It was yeah. literally blossoming or withering. <laughs> exactly. As are we. And and mm. we need to be continually feeding our minds, feeding our knowledge, feeding our, our self-worth, feeding, you know, all of those things that make us who we are. Yes. So. Yeah. And th- th- there's many studies that associate um, growth and, and activity levels and periods with um, exactly the opposite. And, and, and unfortunately, um, unfortunately, we see suicide rates highly connected to those periods of activity and mental engagement in, uh, in some sort of um, professional uh, professional activity and realm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, when people stop having that um, identification or purpose or uh, fulfillment of that purpose, they feel they've stopped contributing to right. the degree that they start considering uh, ending their own existence right there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Kind of comes Just, back to that mindset piece, doesn't it? You know, it does. in a lot of ways. Um, one of the courses I have is called um, Mindset Before Profitability. Yeah. We got to get our mind right. We oh. can we can talk profitability and revenue and things like that all day long. But if we don't get our mindset right, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and and that happens. It, it keeps happening. It's it's the the part. It's part of the journey is to notice. Oh, there's there's something there in my mindset that I haven't addressed, or there's a childhood trauma there that right. sticks, or there's an insufficiency um, at a particular um, level that I I need to go and and fix. And it it goes back to to mindset because yeah, right. We carry our they're called blueprints inside and they regulate everything that we do to the uh, unconscious level even. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and then I speak from experience, sometimes it takes <laughs> years to even peel the layers that allow you to have the awareness <laughs> right? <laughs> that there's a mindset uh, deep-seated issue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am years older than you and I still haven't peeled all those layers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they say Still it's called a human. <laughs> Still feeling layers. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I think we've come to the part of our podcast where we want to ask you our three questions. So, All right. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> would you share with us a leadership principle that has made a difference in your life and in your business? Loaded one. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I have to say, I have to say, um, be the example. Be uh-huh. the example is, is 
I think is, is the best that really applies to um, everything that I've done and the things that I've achieved. Um, that, that, that would be that would be high up on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've struggled, like I said, at times with uh, with self confidence, and I had to convince myself there's only one way this is this is going to happen. Because you're always going to have your your doubters, uh, you, yeah. and the world around us is not really geared to propel you forward. So you do have to develop this, some sort of resilience, and you have to be the example. So everybody loves to to love the icons, but they have stories of failure behind them. In fact, I, I would I would put failure has a, a requirement for success. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's true. To, <laughs> you have to mix it in there. You have to. You do. To, you know, and everything be, has its opposite. And in order to understand, you know, one side, you have to experience the other side as well. So. Correct. Yeah. They, they, they validate each other's existence. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Excellent. being the, the example and always um, pulling yourself forward, you, you have to come up with your with your reason for being around. You have to. Uh, get clear on what your goals are, and then you uh, set the path, and you keep striving towards that outcome that you've um, that you've set. And um, and the example is the best inspiration, is the best advice, is the best um, comparison you can provide to the world and the people around you at any which level, professionally and personally. So that would be the principle, okay. the example. I think that's wonderful. Okay, question number two. <laughs> We've already identified that you are following your purpose and your passion in life. So tell us, how does following that in your business impact the success of your business? Staying true to your purpose and passion. How does that impact the success of your business? Uh, easy, easy. Um, more recently, <laughs> the, the transition to Australia. It's only... Huh, I was going to say it's only been a couple of years, but it's, it's been seven years. <laughs> Time has just flown by. But following the passion. There you go. That's what I did. I followed a passion. <laughs> I sat down in a room. I felt a passion. <laughs> and I and I made sure that, um, that I followed that passion to Melbourne. <laughs> is she originally from Melbourne? Yes, she is. She okay. is an Aussie, an Aussie okay. girl, absolutely. Awesome. Can't wait to meet her someday. <laughs> uh, you will. You will. No doubt. Um, <laughs> that was it. Follow, follow the follow passion. It. And, and, and it, the funny thing is, with these things, you, you try to rationalize the decision. Again, we, we buy with emotion and rationalize with Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the questions that I, I took to Kuala Lumpur uh, in 2020, uh, to 2012 uh, to answer to myself were right there. Uh, it was for me to interpret and reorganize the answers, but it was right there. The passion is going this way. And you've been wondering whether or not to dip your toe in the entrepreneurial waters. Well, mm -hmm. here you go. Brick in the head. Now go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just get her done. As we would say in Texas, get her done. <laughs> get her done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn you into a Texan. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Third question. Mm. What is mm. one profit strategy that you've used in your business that has served you well? Another easy one. Um, oh, and I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back to my um, <laughs> back pocket and draw 
a coach <laughs> or somebody who knows more about uh, a specific area. Um, knowing my numbers, knowing my numbers is still one of those things that uh, I had to understand and and address head on in my mindset. Numbers yeah. has always been an issue for me. <laughs> okay, I tried to hide from numbers at times. And again, passion spoke loudly and made me address those those uh, that mindset issue. So numbers in in the form of uh, finances, right? I had I I, I acquired a, a blueprint around finances that was not most conducive to success. I had to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I had to um, look at the numbers so that I could follow down the path of art and design in school early on. I had to look at numbers um, getting into business. Um, and today I'm cleaning up with an accountant, somebody who does uh, coaching and accounting <laughs> um, with with getting to know my numbers. I'm a creative Excellent. person by nature and creative people, especially in business, tend to get in easy trouble being creative yeah. and not looking at numbers. <laughs> You'll and you know, that. creatives... Uh, well, I think most entrepreneurs are creatives in some way, probably, but yeah. but the creatives are not the only ones. Entrepreneurs in general don't know their numbers. And right. so kudos to those of you who do. And those of you who don't, you need to find someone who can help you with that because your yeah. numbers are critically important. And if you want to build a business that is scalable and a business that is saleable, you better know your numbers because- yeah. You know, 95% of the businesses that approach a business broker about selling their business have absolutely nothing to sell. The broker won't even talk to them. They just have to turn them away because they've not built a business with an exit strategy. They've not built a business that can run without them. (laughs) They have nothing to sell. It is really funny because I was going to use the opposite to that statistic, but there you go. Uh, I was going to play or joke that, oh, there seems to be a coincidence between people who know their numbers and the success of their business, but it's true. <laughs> there you go. You, and then you the provide, opposite is true too. <laughs> the, perfect, the perfect example of, well, you want to sell yeah. your business, you might as well know what numbers it's turning yeah. because you'll be able to go to market and say, these are the numbers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because they're not going to buy you. So the business, one, has to be profitable. Two, it has to be able to run without you. Yeah. And that, you know, you have to structure that business. It doesn't just happen. We, I think we fall into the trap as entrepreneurs and thinking, because I have this great skill, I can just go out and start this business and everything's going to be hunky-dory and, you know, we're just going to do wonderful, <laughs> wonderfully. And yeah. and so, you know, but it's not true, folks. <laughs> you know, there are those rare examples that may have that, but the rest of us have to work at it. <laughs> Correct. Um, it, it's really funny because I, I've, I've memorized that uh, that little sentence that encapsulates what you just stated uh, through a, a funny a funny uh, uh, phrase. It's it's the the technician having the entrepreneurial seizure where he's very good with this set of <laughs> yeah. tools, and then he goes, "Yeah, I'm good to open up a business doing what I do." Exactly. It's different to be good at what you do well and and being in right. business of doing that. <laughs> right. 
And that Lesson comes learned. back to that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that comes back to that working in your business or working on your business. You know, knowing your numbers is part of working on your business instead of getting stuck cleaning the toilets, right? You know, that's working in your business. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be done, but not by you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a little <laughs> little bit of my uh, soapbox there, huh? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> You are completely right, and uh, and your business does uh, run quite well. I have to say that, uh, yeah. Leading up to this and, and to the summit, I, you, your systems came into place. It wasn't always Regina reaching out or t- typing an email or sending a message. It was like things were happening, and um, I I got. We're not perfect. No, we're no. still learning and growing ourselves. We're not perfect, but we're working at it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I think it's so important, though, that, you know, so many times we'll talk to a business owner, A, they don't know their numbers, you know, what is, what's your revenue? They may know what they sold over a period of time, but they have no idea what their gross profit margin is or their net profit margin there is or any of that. They And so we have to, you know, help them create that. And then um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Um, entrepreneurs not knowing their numbers, not yeah, knowing, not knowing their numbers, uh, but they also, they're thinking, well, I don't plan to to leave this business. I'm going to be here forever, you know? Yes. Build that, an exit strategy, have that. an exit strategy. 10 years, 20 years down the road, you may be ready to go do something else. You may be go ready to go play. You may be ready to do whatever. Yeah. Build an exit strategy. And you can't do that without building a solid foundation in your business. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to ask you about that because okay. is that a, is that a thing that's taught in business school? I've always been, I don't think so. I don't I don't <laughs> think so either. I don't think well. Again, I haven't been through business school, but <clears throat> looking at my education, we 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 get the go be somebody's uh, employee and do the best that you can kind of ceiling, yeah. and that's yeah. that's where things are topped off, right? Um, and have, that was one of the biggest learnings from the T. Harbecker course was that, oh, my God, you actually build a business with the strategy to exit? That yeah. was like, oh, this is a new dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely new concept. <laughs> Go back to Stephen Covey. Begin with the end in mind. In mind. Begin with the end in mind. And if something happens to you, let's, you know, heaven forbid that, you know, you die, you still own this business. Now your family has something they can sell. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that. Yeah. Probably set up. You're taking care of them as well. Properly set up. Absolutely. But it needs to be, it has to have certain things in place or nobody's going to buy it. And like I said, 95% of business owners have nothing to sell. That is a huge number. It is a is horrific a huge, number. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a horrific number. Yeah. yeah. It it does go well. It does substantiate every other number behind it. Like startups, 85% of startups yeah. fail within two to three years. Exactly. After that, another uh only five percent, I think, make it the, yeah, the, the second triage, the seven-year mark, then is like a two percent of that. Right. Yeah. So by the time you're looking at serious businesses um that are still standing after 10 years, you have to find some patterns patterns are that they knew their numbers and they structured the business to uh, go beyond their personal ability to sustain sustain continual output in time and and, um, (laughs) working on the business not in 
the business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It has been a joy to get with you again, Tim. I love <laughs> it when we get to interact. A lot of Thank laughter, you. folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> we just enjoy our time together. So, Sim, I know that you have uh, something that you'd like to share with our listeners. Can you tell us yeah. about that? I want to invite everybody uh, on the call. Um, well, not everybody. Uh, coaches and speakers, <laughs> you are most uh-huh. welcome to uh, to come and connect with me in my Facebook group, which I'm about to launch. Awesome. Um, this is this is one of the communities that I want to uh, build and again leverage. Um, I have uh, goals of impacting the world through the the work that I do with coaches, and um, it, it's always a pleasure speaking the the language of those willing to develop themselves, um, share like minded experiences with 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 that crowd, and um, a good portion of coaches and speakers have that um, built in their programming. So I mm-hmm. welcome them to come and find me at Branding for Coaches and Speakers, the group on uh, on Facebook, which is about to launch. And I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you there. Excellent. <laughs> we will make sure that all of that is in the show notes, folks. So you'll be able to find that uh, yeah. quickly and easily. Count me in. I'll be joining. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I've seen you there already. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, it's It's been fun again, Sim. Uh, Thank you very thoroughly much. enjoy our, very our interactions and I think our listeners will as well. So yeah, thank you so much for being with us today. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and folks, thanks for joining the podcast again today and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. As you can see, all entrepreneurs experience challenges in their business. Most of them have worked their way through them with the help of a trusted coach. So let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge in your business? Are you generating the profit that you desire? Do you know what systems you need in order to create more efficiency and profit in your business? Are you tired of working 60 plus hours a week and not seeing the returns? Are your relationships suffering because of the stress that you're experiencing? If any of this describes you, then schedule your 90-minute profit acceleration analysis with me today for only $97. This is a special price for my listeners only. The value of this call is easily over $2,000. We will find between $10,000 and $100,000 profit in your business and lay out a roadmap for you to be able to overcome all of these problems. So get your life and your profit back on track. Schedule your profit acceleration analysis today. There is no obligation, and I'm not going to do some hard sell with you. However, if you want my help to achieve the results from your blueprint, I'm happy to have that conversation with you about what that would look like. So schedule your call today. The link is below in the show notes. Join me next time when I meet with Cherry Ann Carew, who's an online business coach and Amazon multi-bestselling author who supports emerging business owners to simplify their startup journey, often saving them months, even years of time.
She also helps existing business owners who've reached a plateau to fix any revenue leaks and gaps so that they can scale, earn uncapped income, and live life on their terms. <laughs>